This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Wednesday the 6th of April. I'm Sophia Franklin. And I'm Emily Ferrier. World leaders step up their sanctions against Russia. This is a combined effect on the Russian economy and on the ability of Kremlin. And another arrest has been made in relation to the Sacramento shooting. You know, it is always a tragedy to a community when there is this kind of death. The Times Daily World Briefing. The US and other world leaders are stepping up the sanctions imposed on Russia in light of the latest alleged war crimes and atrocities during the Ukraine invasion. The UN Security Council President Volodymyr Zelensky showed a video of dead and charred bodies in the streets of Bucha, near to the capital Kyiv. He described Ukraine as witnessing the most terrible crimes since World War II. It is very difficult to talk. It is very difficult to negotiate when you see what they did here. Every day we find people in barrels, cellars, and where else? Some strangled, some clearly tortured. So I believe they need to think faster. That is if they have something to think with. Russia's UN ambassador told the Security Council Russian troops are not targeting civilians, dismissing accusations of abuse as lies. Despite this claim, further restrictions on Russia are to be discussed. Peter Stano, lead spokesperson for foreign affairs and security policy at the European Commission, says it's easy to criticise the pace in which Europe are placing sanctions on Moscow, but that more are coming. This is the latest round of sanctions. Until now, we adopted four big, massive packages of sanctions, and they are biting the Russian economy. Now, the proposal for the fifth package of sanctions uh, contains, among other things, as you mentioned, the ban on coal imports, which are worth four to five billion euros a year. But then we are banning also other products, export and imports, and this amounts to further tens of billions of euros. And this combined with the previous sanctions, uh, with the sanctions affecting financial sector, transport, transportation, industrial sector, and combined with the sanctions adopted by our partners like United States and other like-minded partners, this is a combined effect on the Russian economy and on the ability of Kremlin to finance its ongoing aggression against Ukraine. Russian forces are now said to be focusing on an aggressive approach in the Donetsk and Luhansk regions. But heavy fighting and Russian airstrikes have continued on the port city of Mariupol. Drone footage shows residents in the besieged port city waiting in long queues for humanitarian aid outside a former shopping centre. The city has been flattened and the Ukrainian president says there's nothing left. But Russia blames Ukraine for the damage, saying its forces would liberate Mariupol from Ukrainian nationalists. As bodies have been collected and taken to local morgues, A local resident whose mother was killed said she was planting tulips to raise her spirits. What else should I do now? Just lie down and wait? We already have someone lying over there, waiting to be collected. My dad is wounded. My mum was killed. Dad is wounded. How could I leave? While Ukrainians have been under heavy fire for weeks, the Russian military has revealed itself to be not quite as prepared as expected. According to reports allegedly received from Russian conscripts, they're being given 19th century rifles made to drink from ponds with dead frogs in them and ordered to draw enemy fire. 
Colonel Richard Camp is a former British Army commander in Afghanistan and former chairman of COBRA. An army does not operate effectively and efficiently in a disciplined way if it lacks morale. And I think this army does lack morale in terms of its, uh, the, you know, the motivation for doing what it's doing. The Ukrainian uh, forces, for example, are, are fighting for their lives and fighting for their homes and their families. The Russian army doesn't really know what it's doing in Ukraine, I don't think. We move to the United States now where the city of Sacramento is still recovering from the deadly shooting over the weekend. Another person suspected of involvement in the shooting has been taken into custody by the Sacramento Police Department for illegal possession of a firearm and possession of a machine gun. 27-year-old Smiley Martin was arrested while being treated for injuries sustained in the incident. He's the brother of 26-year-old Dondre Martin, who was the first person to be taken into custody on Sunday as a related suspect. Six people were left dead after gunfire erupted at around 2 a.m. on Sunday, just hours after Tyler the Creator had performed at the Golden One Center on Saturday night. The shooting followed an altercation at a nearby nightclub, according to the police, who asked for public aid, including any videos of the incident that may be found on social media. The lawyer representing Dondre Martin, Linda Parsi, acknowledged the difficulty that the community is facing at this time. You know, it is always a tragedy to a community when there is this kind of event, this sort of uh, kind of event that really affects a community. More than a hundred spent shell casings and a stolen handgun were found at the scene. Twelve victims survived the shooting and were suffering from gunshot wounds ranging from minor to critical but stable. On the way, a post-Grammy's Vegas wedding and scientists find out what's really behind those puppy dog eyes. Times of London Daily World Briefing. A press organization in Mexico have been meeting on Tuesday to discuss the murders of multiple journalists. The International Journalist Protection NGO has described the government of Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador as deadly to reporters. The director of Article 19 is Leopoldo Maldonado. During this term, the current government has accumulated 33 murdered journalists. In spite of the authorities' denial, this is the most violent period against the press we've registered. More than the 40-month periods with Peña Nieto, which had 19 murdered journalists, and Felipe Calderón with 26. According to the organization, which promotes freedom of expression, during the terms of the previous two presidents, 19 and 26 journalists were murdered respectively. The organization has documented the murders of eight journalists in the country so far this year. Maldonado believes the government is in denial. It's a denial because the government stunt has erased many situations that are related to the exercise of free speech and that affect the exercise of free speech. For example, the concentration of official advertising and its arbitrary and discretionary allocation, the violence against the press under which a journalist is assaulted every 14 hours, with impunity levels of 98% in these crimes against the press. But the Norwegian ambassador to Mexico, Ragnhild Amersland, says the threat goes beyond Mexico. And we see that globally uh, freedom of expression is under threat. Um, 
security of journalism is an, it's an issue that is increasingly becoming a problem in many countries. Uh, and we also see some of those tendencies here in Mexico and in the region. As a fifth wave of coronavirus rips through Hong Kong, bodies are being stacked in emergency rooms next to patients as mortuaries run out of room. More than a million infections and around 8,000 deaths have been reported. Funeral director Luck Chung has been organizing around 40 funerals in March, up from roughly 15 in an average month. That's probably the worst situation that I've, I've ever seen in, this pro, in my professional career. And I've never seen um, so many bodies that they have been piled up together. Uh, I've never seen the family members being so upset, so disappointed. The surge in deaths related to COVID-19 has also caused a backlog on documents, leaving many waiting for death certificates to be processed. Hong Kong is running low on coffins and traditional paper replicas of items of personal effects to be burnt as offerings at Chinese funerals. These items are normally supplied by the Chinese city of Shenzhen, also fighting off an outbreak of the virus. Echo Coffin makers Life Art Asia are hoping to help with the demand. Here's the chief executive, Wilson Tong. We are in the eye of the storm, and in the midst of this storm, we are trying to provide a moment of respite. We can maintain a stability of demand and supply. We can ease the family's worries. At least the funeral industry can tell the families we still have coffin supplies. They won't feel that helpless. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With a big announcement from Tiger Woods, here's John Jackson. Tiger Woods has confirmed he will make his golfing comeback at this week's Masters at Augusta. The American was involved in a road accident in February 2021 that very nearly resulted in him losing a leg. However, he's back out on the course and ready to make perhaps the greatest comeback of all time. The 15-time major winner explained the limitations he's dealing with after over a year away from the professional game. I can hit it just fine. I don't have any qualms about what I can do physically from a golf standpoint. It's now walking is the hard part. You know, this is normally not an easy walk to begin with. It's going to be a, a tough challenge and a challenge that I'm, I'm up for. Woods will play alongside South African Louis Oosthuizen and Chilean Joaquin Nyman in Thursday's first round in Georgia. Spain's John Rahm remains the tournament favourite. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. What happens in Vegas doesn't always stay in Vegas. And for Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker, who were in Vegas for the Grammys, their trip to Sin City ended up legally binding them for life. Just hours after the drummer performed live at the awards show, they signed a marriage license at the One Love Wedding Chapel in a ceremony officiated by an Elvis impersonator. It's the first marriage for the eldest Kardashian sister, but for Barker, he's hoping it'll be third time lucky. After all, the Blink-182 drummer said that forever was not long enough with her. And finally, is that adoring yet mournful expression in your dog's eyes a sign of your intense bond? Or is it the mark of a master manipulator? Well, studies of puppy dog eyes have found further evidence of the way in which dogs have adapted to live with and arguably manipulate us. The research suggests that the eyes of dogs have been in effect humanised 
and also that their propensity to scare off wild animals by howling has been bred out. Yet their domesticated descendants can show apparent emotions to us better than any other animal, apart from humans. So next time, maybe think twice before giving in to those puppy dog eyes. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Wednesday, the 6th of April. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.